I am Jessica Man Sanyan. I thought you were doing the intro, Jess. Oh, I'll be signed. Okay. Yeah. Hello, friends. Welcome back to my podcast. Today, it's my podcast. Uh, today, I'm here with my two friends, Zaryab Khan and Azim Faisal. She didn't say best friend, Azim. Yeah, no. How do you feel about bit, that? Okay, fine. Besties. Bestie vibes only. Anyways, uh, last time we left off at... Uh, bit of an odd ending because it just cut out because of my Wi-Fi. But we're in the studio today. Oh my god! Yes. Only Jess is excited right now. Uh, no, I'm excited. I'm never excited. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think Azim's taken back by like the studio. He's like, oh my god, we're in. It's, the it's all this mood lighting we got yeah. set up. That's He's why. Well, yeah. Since there's no video, we have a purple light above us and and a light in front of me. That's about it. It looks and lots cool. of soundproof stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, you'll you'll you see it on see. my story if I upload a story on my Instagram. But yeah, you know, last time we were talking about how the Asian mentality affects how people go into medicine. So it's so this time I want to talk about. Do you think Jake is genuine on Love Island? <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> I, could, I could talk Cause, about cause this. Right? Because I think maybe he does have. An attachment or does like it, but he's very bad at communicating. No, I feel like it, I feel so. Basically, I read a spoiler for today because on Twitter they, they didn't actually spoil. I think they're leaving. Today. That's yeah. what I predicted. Wait, no, you have to give me a backstory. Yeah, I don't no, watch just didn't watch I forgot. Uh, basically, there was this one guy who met this girl day one, uh, and she's a really lovely girl, really genuine, really honest. Um, but he's sort of been doing stuff that just seems a bit ingenuine. Like he he hasn't actually said to her like. I love you properly without her sort of getting it out from him. Yeah, like she brought it up. She's like, it's oh, like seven weeks. Um, oh, and he made her his girlfriend before they even like had the love chat or anything. Ooh. And he made like a big spectacle of it. And he's done a lot of stuff that plays it for the cameras. And they've all said that. And the fact that they've said it, like you're doing it for the cameras, is one thing because you're not actually supposed to like acknowledge mm-hmm. on a show. Yeah. But yeah, no. I Maybe think, he's just playing a game. He no, wants I that think, 50k. Yeah, I mean, everyone's saying, oh, he's been playing a game. He's just He just wants the 50k. No, but then after Casa, it's like, I think he realised he wasn't getting getting the 50k with her. Oh, shit. But then he's still stuck. Did I just think her? I just think he's he's secure with her and he realised that no like no one else gave him the time of day so he didn't have options to switch. Yeah, that's what I'm Is saying. He like, he's fit? formed an attachment of sorts with her. Maybe not loves her, but... He does have some sort of feeling towards her. No, I think he just loves himself and he just wants the self-validation. Yeah, but that's what's, there's still an, an attachment there, though, isn't it? Yeah, but you have an attachment that's to your pet as well. a very toxic attachment. That's what it is. I should have watched it this year, but um, apparently no, it's this year's shit, shit. It's, it's No, I think, I think it actually picked up a bit. Around Casa, it picked up. The last year's, I was like, always oh, drama. This time, it's just face screaming. That's it. No, uh, Amber's season was truly the best. Oh, my God, that's yeah. The best oh, my God, she was a bad bitch. I'm not going to lie. That's so good, that one. But, yeah, you know, I feel like he's just very bad at communicating, if he does actually like her. Because he's not, he's not communicating much. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's didn't. most guys, though. Basically, they had a chat, right, and they were like... Uh, she was saying, oh, I don't think this is going well. And then he's like, oh, so you want to break up then, bro? <laughs> like, that's literally how it went. He didn't but say, no, <laughs> that's not how it is, babe. Oh, I love you. At oh. one point, though, she wanted, like, full-on reassurance. And he turns to her and he goes, you know, Millie's my type, uh, Mary's my type, yeah. but you're my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, <laughs> she wanted reassurance, man. Yeah, that's what I mean with the communication. He just says, you're my girlfriend. Instead of saying, oh, you're beautiful, you're he this, says, you're that. But you're my girlfriend. Yeah, that's exactly how he says it. Well, he has this, like, the two dots on, on top of the O. <laughs> wow. Yeah, very weird. What do, you, what do you guys think about this? What do you think guys think about relationships in general, guys? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've... Uh, what do you mean? In terms of what? Just in general, like what? what do you think a good relationship should be like? 
I'm a tap out of this conversation. You two, <laughs> lack of personal experience. No, no, you two, take you, it away. You don't need experience. Boom. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you think? Do you want me to no. be my relationship guru advice? I can do no, that. No, even better. Since you've not been in a relationship before, what do you think? I feel like this is a very targeted session. What's the outside opinion? Like, what do you think a good relationship should be? You know, I think genuinely, it's all about communication, and it links back to Jake because I think I think if you don't have any communication, it's 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 done. If someone's upset, you have to tell the other person you're upset. But likewise, that person should recognize you're upset. Mm. I think that actually is what it is. Because most of the time when people sort of like cheat and stuff like that, it's because something's happened early on in the relationship and they're just not communicating about it. And that's when it all goes to shit. Fair enough. Or maybe the person's just freaking trash. Oh. Yeah, well, there's also that too. Sensing some... uh, was it was a uh, animosity. Animosity, that's what it is. Good stuff, I like it. No, I feel like, I don't know, it's different for everyone. I mean, one person will be, <laughs> what are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> You're the only one to need to talk about this subject, okay? Yeah, yeah, carry on. <laughs> See, at home I can just mute myself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's what I was doing last week. Go, carry on. When is he was speaking? What? Well, every time he was just, yeah. just him. Wow. As in you turned the volume down on the podcast No, I, I muted speaking. it oh. when you were speaking. But yeah, it's, Only because it's, it's such a funny guy. It would have been nice to have a backing yeah. track, you know, just you laughing. <laughs> would, would have been great. It'd be like friends all over again. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you're talking about serious stuff. I just Come on, back to, your, back to your relationship. Yeah, you said it's, it's different for everyone, which I agree on. No, because you hear, like, different perspectives. Some people like it when the guy's really clingy and, like, buys them flowers and all that. I'm not that type, but, yeah, mm-hmm. some people are just like that. And then other people are the types who get into relationships and they're only there when they're free or they're out of their minds and, oh, I'll come back to you uh, when I need attention or some kind of stuff. Interesting. Seems like a very specific situation. No, it's not specific at all. It's just on, my um, idea. Personal experiences, Jess? Catch, no. Catch oh, no. We need some therapy in here, Jess. <laughs> no. We can do a group therapy session now if you want. It's always group therapy in here. Um, I think not. Zaria, what do you think? I think. Relationships are like. Relationships are very different for everyone, like you said. Um, wow. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all personal. Everyone's different. But I feel like the main thing is the humans just people in general change and it's it's like up to you if you want to stick around for someone changing if that makes sense we all live very different lives and we have a lot of things going on as well so it's a bit like you know when someone says oh this person's changed yeah they have changed they they will change it that's what life you know life is like but with some um in some aspects i feel like do they really change or do they just show you who they actually are because obviously when you first get into a relationship everyone um, like the honeymoon phase yeah these two people are like oh my god the most they're this most amazing person ever and you kind of um in some ways warp your mind into thinking um it's um, sometimes it's because of like infatuation, you know. They're this amazing person, and they could never do you wrong mm. or whatever. And it's purely the honeymoon phase because it's like it's the false idea you made in your head up about that person. Isn't that when the friends come in? They're like, "Yo, Jess, I've I've noticed these patterns. I've noticed these red flags. You know, what do you think about this? No, no, not. but that's when like obviously there's red flags. And if you were thinking about it from a logical point of view, you'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. We need to like." Cut no, this. sometimes there's some very obvious red flags, but people just decide yeah. to be blind and just be like, ah, yeah. "Jokes on you, I can't see." When you said no, but um, in a way, I can like um, empathize with both sides. 
because from the friend's point of view, you'll be like, okay, this is very clearly happening. You kind of need to like cut this shit out now. But then on the other side, with the girlfriend's side, um, you're you're obviously with that person and you know their sides of them and they know the sides of you and you actually know what's going on. So you can kind of see the red flags and kind of understand it a little bit if you... <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think it takes a lot of maturity to understand that, though, because, like, relationships ending aren't necessarily a bad thing. It's like if you realise that you're two different people and you're you're spreading apart and, you know, like, it's not working, it does take a level of maturity to have some sort of an amicable uh, split um, to then actually realise, you know, like, it doesn't have to be bad and you don't have to be screaming and crying. You could just realise that that person's not right for you and then you both could just be civil and end things there. But I do think it, it takes a lot of emotional maturity. Yeah... Yeah, a lot of compromise is needed in relationships. I feel like, but not everyone's willing to compromise. It just, I think it depends as well what you want out of the relationship. Because yeah, some yeah. people go into it with very clear minds of like, oh, I'm dating because I want to find a life partner. I'm dating because I want this. And then some people are just like, yeah, I'm dating just because I'm bored. <laughs> or I'm dating because I don't know how to be single. Yeah. And I think if you if you get a mismatch of two different people, it's not going to work. Yeah. No, but you know what they say. What do they say? Opposites attract and all that cringy shit. No, I feel like sometimes that's just a bit toxic and... Yeah. It's just a bit of a... No, it doesn't always have to be... Well, sometimes it can just be a coping mechanism where you're like, no, you know, we are perfect for each other even though we're completely different. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like you have to have some things in common at least. Yeah, obviously, but um, maybe in some ways. um, Say you're like the... If you end up living together, you're like the messy kind and they like to be neat or OCD or whatever and they clean up your shit after you. That's when, that's when that's you want them. Not <laughs> yeah, no, but then you just piss off the other person with how messy you are. Yeah, that's, that's they're not going to clean up your shit for fun. No, but they're going to be like, oh, no, I love them, so I'm going to do this. No one would. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love them so much, I'm going to wipe their ass for them. I, would, I wouldn't be doing that, no. If, if, if it's dirty, I'll be like, clean your shit. <laughs> I'm, like, I don't mind if it's in your bedroom. Yeah. But if it's in the living space, clean your shit. Yeah, true. You never like even in the bedroom, if the bedroom's one. messy, like, if you're not making your bed, like, come on, man, are you five? Some people are five, or they have depression, so... <laughs> well, take it either way. Well, that was a detour. No, but it's true, like, with, you know, depression, you don't want to go out, you don't want to do this. Don't feel like doing much, so... Well, no, linking linking to that, I feel like some people use relationships as a way to cope with mental health issues. So yeah, some people, I agree with that. Some actually. people don't like being alone, and I, I, it's just like, a relationship isn't going to solve that. You're just yeah. you're deferring your problems. The only thing you need is counselling and therapy, because that's the only thing that's going to help yeah. before you get into a relationship. 100%. But as a, as, as a fourth-year medical student... Fifth-year now, actually. Fifth-year, fifth-year. Starting fifth-year soon medical student. How do you counteract going to therapy when you have to go on a waiting list yeah it's it's a shit situation um because obviously you know therapy is ideal for everyone but it's just it's so underfunded right now and it's like you get put on a waiting list and the only thing that's only things that are readily available are you know the antidepressants and and whilst they're great they don't tackle the root cause of what's what's really affecting you so I'd say, like, to anyone, if they really do need therapy, if you can afford it, private probably is the best option because mm. you'll be seen quicker. You'll probably get better treatment overall. But, you know, if you're really struggling, then the waiting list is really the only option. Uh, and I think if you're a uni student, 
finding out what services your university offer could be good. Can't say there'll be good quality sessions because we know university support could be bad sometimes, but um, mm. there are stuff you can try. Fair enough, mate. Well, with the antidepressants, I have seen a lot of stuffs online where people are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't take them because it does this to your hormones, it does that. So what what is it actually like? Because you said they're very great. So can you give us a rundown? Okay, well, I feel like I have to put a little disclosure here just so that I'm going to get a little... He's not a professional for... yet. Yeah, <laughs> this is not medical advice. If you want medical advice, go speak to it your It is GP. an opinion. This is my pure, <laughs> stupid opinion. But um, No, I think as a, as a drug, you know, there's a lot of taboo in the South Asian community about antidepressants. Mm. Um, and it's seen as though you're weak for taking them. And I don't think that's the case at all. Um, for example, like if you've got a, a chest infection, you take antibiotics because you need it, otherwise you're not going to get better. And I think it's the same thing with mental health and depression. Um, it's just one of those things where people mask it and just think, oh, I just need to change my mindset and I need to think positive and it'll help. But I think people fail to understand that it is actually an illness and it's a disease um, which needs adequate treatment. Yeah. Um, and with everything, there's going to be side effects. There's going to be, with any medications, with paracetamol, the side effects. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have those side effects. Um, and initially, when you start antidepressants, they can make you feel quite rough. Yeah, I know she's just sort of zoned out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you zone out and then heard antidepressants? Oh. <laughs> no, it's just I'm trying to not laugh because it makes... Uh, antidepressants? <laughs> no, as in whenever Zim gets serious about a topic, it just makes me laugh. I don't I, know why. I like it. He's, he's, he's passionate about it. I mean, no, I'll just, I'll just ramp like, up really quickly. It's but good you, like, information, yeah, it's good. I like and I like it. listening to you know, it. It just makes me laugh yeah. and feel like serious, serious. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's good. No, initially they can make you feel a bit shit, but in the long term, you know, they are good and... It, some people think you need it lifelong. That's not the case. Mm. If you you do roughly, it takes about people six months to feel better, and then you carry on taking it for another six months after that. Um, please don't stop your antidepressants suddenly if you're that person on them, because you can go very ill. And I know people that have stopped it suddenly because they think, "Oh, I'm better now." Don't do that. It's bad. Yeah. <sighs> on that note. On that note, last time Azim felt like. He wasn't giving medicine enough credit. Do you want to give some credit to medicine? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I sort of slated it a bit. Um, I, 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 basically, yeah, I just think it's one of those careers where it does take a lot out of you, but it is rewarding in its own sense, just knowing you've made an impact on someone. Yeah. It's hard for me to see it right now as a medical student, especially when I was in third and fourth, uh, because the only thing you're doing is talking to patients and just finding out what's brought them into hospital. You're not actually doing yeah. anything for them. But I think as you level up and you work your way through, you make decisions that potentially could alter someone's life or potentially even save it. Yeah. I think it's those mini wins that you have to hold on to. And if you're passionate about stuff like that, then medicine's for you. Do you not have, like, proper anxiety? Like, because if you think about it, like, if you deep it, what if you give them the wrong shit and, like, yeah, something bad happens? It's, it's a big worry because, like, when you're... After you finish medical school, when you're on call at night, that's you on your own. Like, yeah, you've got senior support that you can call for, but you have to be the one that calls for that senior support. If you don't make that decision to call them, then that patient's going to be struggling. Um, so I think it is intense, but I think the way how medical school is structured and the way how foundation years are structured, it, it basically moulds you into being a, a decent jo a doctor if you show up and do everything. Like, as long as you're present, yeah. you should be okay. Yeah. Well, what I wanted to ask, I didn't touch on this last time, is there any um, support system for medical students, like in terms of mental health, or you know, any any other support systems? What's what's the what's the good stuff on that? Yeah, so I think it's it's not great because I think medical students first don't realise 
how important their mental health is. They just sort of focus on... Because it, it is a bit of a study culture where it's assumed that you need to be studying this many hours, you should have no social life, you should be doing this and that. That's not the case. You, you should have a good work-life balance and you should mm. realise when you're burnt out. And it's like the case with any university student. If, if you realise you're burnt out, you need to do something about it. Um, and I think in terms of accessibility for that, it's the same thing where it's like counselling, there's some weight, weight cues for it. But the university, you know, the support is there. And as medical students, we do get additional medical support uh, and our like base hospitals and stuff like that. So there are people you can get in touch with. But I think the main thing is just recognising when you need to get in touch. Fair enough. My, what about you, Jess? Did you ever use your uni university services? <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually did, you know. Oh, my God. It was not, like, a good experience. Oh, wait, I remember. Did I tell you about it? Yeah, you told me about it. Oh, shit. Go on, explain to... We won't name the university, but, you know... I I mean, they already know. They can put two and two together. Wait, you said it in the first part, didn't you? No, she didn't. Did I not? No one's going to remember. I mean, it's not difficult to find out (laughs) if you really wanted to find out. But, yeah, so it was back in January when I was having, like, a really tough time. You know, I was like, you know what? No, actually, you know, Sidra actually told me to... Because Sidra knows everything. Big up. A shout-out, Sidra. Sidra, yeah, she's the best ever. Nursing I feel like everyone yeah. goes yep. to her whenever she has, like... Whenever they have problems, because she's just like, such a good listener. But, yeah, in January, I was having a tough time, and she told me to go to see the welfare officer for... Mm. My car, so then I went to them and it was scheduled, so I turned up and then um, you explain your problems to them and then they kind of like jot down the notes and it's kind of a weird experience because you're just telling your feelings to this stranger and then it was good because they weren't like really judgy about it but I think um, the advice, I won't say specifically what the subject was about but he was giving me advice on it. But I think at the time, I wasn't, like, ready to hear the advice. I just wanted to be sad and depressed. And he was saying stuff like, oh, this isn't, like, um, lots of people go through this, blah, blah, this, that. And it was kind of messed up because in my mind, I was like, well, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that this is a unique experience and it's not just something people go through. I think I was really, like, exaggerating the whole thing, if I'm, like truly honest but yeah and then he was like okay well do this this and this look at resources online uh hit me up in three weeks and let me know how it's going so there's a lot of self-guided stuff then yeah Mm. i was like well that made me feel a bit more crapper than i already did because i feel like i was already kind of getting starting to get through it but just listing it all out and to someone I know that can be really therapeutic and just have all your feelings out there and explain the situation. But I feel like that kind of uh, emphasised it more in my head, having heard myself say it all to someone. But, yeah, I, uh, I think it was it can be good for other universities. So definitely go seek out your welfare officer. But personally, from my experience, it was not the one. I think it's hard because it's like you, with the welfare officers, a lot of the times they've been doing it for like donkey's years and they become a bit desensitised by the end of it. And I think they don't really understand sometimes the impact of their words. Um, But I think if you have a bad experience with one, don't write it off completely. Yeah. So maybe try a different welfare officer. Did, did you go back to him after three no, weeks? No, I didn't. No. I, was I can't like, blame you to confirm. I was like, you know what? I think I'll just give it a pass. Yeah. Because some things you just need to work through yourself and you need to, like, 
I think it was a case of me just being like, you know what, I need to get back to my boss bitch vibe. I need to stop <laughs> thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times you just need to keep yourself busy and uh, just stop dwelling on the situation. I agree. I don't know how welfare officers do it, you know. I feel like if someone was... Because I don't think I'm a really sympathetic kind of person. If someone came to me crying, then you know what? You feel awkward. (laughs) So you kind of laugh. Someone come crying to Jess, you just start laughing in their face. Be like, all right, okay. Yeah, unless it was a really close friend. That, like, if one of my close friends comes to me crying, then that makes me tear up and want to cry with them, so... It's hard for them because I think it's a lot of emotional baggage that they have to take on. And yeah. I think that's why some, sometimes they become a bit numb to it. Mm. Yeah, 100%. But I'd say, like, if you were feeling, like, low or overwhelmed, there's always, even if it's not your welfare officer, there's so many other routes, like your GP, for example. A lot of people don't want to burden their GP, but it's like, you know, you have as much of a right as anyone else to book an appointment. Um, and if you're feeling like you're in an immediate crisis, then the best place to go to is probably A&E or call your crisis health, mental health team. You know what, I think, I feel like it's difficult because, like, yeah, you feel kind of crap and you feel sad and depressed. But, like, at what point do you go to your GP and say, oh, I think I might be depressed because you don't know if you're just um, really, really sad and you don't know if you can compare your experience to someone who's actually depressed. Yeah, I think it's hard because it's like you just, you know, some it's it's perfectly fine to have good days and bad days. Like, that's normal. But I think with depression, sometimes people don't necessarily pick up on the symptoms of it. Um, and no one's expecting you to pick up on the symptoms of depression either. You know, if you're not feeling a certain way, you're not feeling 100%, or someone else has told you that, you know, they don't think you're feeling right, then just get in touch with your GP. Even if it's nothing, like, you still have a right to be seen by them. Um, And that's what they're there for at the end of the day. They They want to just reassure you and, you know, look at everything and make sure you're okay. You don't have to come in with a label of depression at the door, you know. It could just be that everything's fine, but I think that reassurance goes a long way as it is yeah do gps get trained in mental health and stuff they probably get like a little course on it yeah i mean we do it in medical school yeah. but it's like you know it's part of gp training and you know the whole thing is through experience so through speaking through more people you know you get more exposure to it you know how to deal with the situations more yeah i think in terms of medical knowledge they're good textbooks wise but you know if there's a gp who maybe hasn't seen that many cases they may be a bit rough with their communication skills mm. but it goes back to it. if you're not happy with what one gp has said then you're in every right to get a second opinion yeah my experience when i went to my gp when was it it was about two years ago maybe three remember it was a while ago but i made an appointment went and then it wasn't my usual gp because my usual gp good guy shout out dr beamer <laughs> fabulous to talk to he's, he's very good very talkative uh but this time it was some basically like a substitute teacher and i go in he's like okay what seems to be the problem he didn't say it like that he's, he's seen like okay what seems to be the problem like that and i was like oh god not <laughs> wait why didn't you go to dr beamer because i didn't know he was in i just booked an appointment and then oh, i got there yeah. it's not him and sometimes with gp appointments as well you just have to get who you're given yeah. otherwise you won't be seen for a month no, no but no, mine mine is dr beamer class. yeah mine's like specifically dr mm. beamer but he wasn't in that day so they had this other dude in it so i went in and he's like what seems to be the problem and i was like well mate um my heart rate just randomly shoots up sometimes I feel like that was anxiety related. I've, I've sorted that out myself since. And then I said, I seem to be, 
quite sad sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to sit depressed. And then he goes, wow, I don't think we'll be able to get through that in 15 minutes. I was like, really, bro? Oh. I was like, really, bro? Why would he start like that? I was like, really? Yeah, that's just... That's so I never went back. I never went so back. Wait, so what was the resolution of the Nothing, entire he appointment? Just, he was like, okay, just... Uh, you know, if if there's an anxiety, have you tried like doing this or that? Like he just said online resources basically and I was like, All right, cool and never went back. Even when Beamer came back, I didn't go to him because I was like, I just don't feel like talking about it anymore. So he basically told you everything that you already knew. Yeah. So, but that was my terrible experience. So you can tell, as Azim was saying, that guy probably hasn't seen many patients. Yeah, it's hard because I think when you go to medical school the first thing you learn is that for stuff like depression, the first line if it, if it's a mild depression that's mild anyway. Um, the first line usually is promotion of stuff like exercise and diet and self-well-being. Mm. And whilst it sounds good, the like in theory, I think some GPs don't know how to word it very well. So then they'll turn to their patients and they'll go, "Have you tried going out for a run recently?" And it, it just you know you're here yeah. saying that yeah. you can't sleep or that you you feel you're always crying. And to hear someone say, "Clean up your diet and have you tried going for a run?" Mm. It's not the best of things. Yeah. Um, I feel like doctors see in a more objective kind of way. I feel like, like with NHS doctors, they're very wide with their advice and whatever. Yeah. Because I, I went for my knee and back pain once and they referred me to the physiotherapist. Physio, yeah. yeah, and so I went to the NHS physio and I was like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, bro, nothing wrong. I can't like seem to find any problem. So I was like, this knee is... Uh, by the end of the some days, my knee would like throb with pain. So I was like, this is not good. So I went to a private one instantly he found the problem so i was like what, what? so i feel like the nhs just because they're underfunded maybe that's why they're quite general with their advice and stuff and they can't take the time to penetrate the issue yeah but even with mental health i feel like it's a really difficult issue to talk yeah. about like especially because um your doctor is probably not going to be your uh so, what do you call it, psychologist? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're not really well-versed in speaking about that. They're more objective in their things. Oh, if you're... Um, if you have a leg pain, then, oh, you might have this thing wrong with it. Or if you have uh, a cough, then drink this medicine. Mm. But yeah. with mental health, mental health, like, not... There's not one solution to it. Everyone's so unique and they don't have a specific recipe to get through it. Um, I think in that sense, sometimes a psychologist would be more appropriate. Mm. Yeah. I think it's hard, though, for GPs especially because they're expected to know so much general knowledge. Um, and, for example, if someone does come in with back pain, it's it's very hard to try and tell them that, like, it might just be muscle pain. Yeah. Especially when... So there's been cases where people have come in saying that, oh... I've got this really bad back pain. I think it might be cancer. I think I might have bone cancer. And or, or I'll be like, I've got a headache. Yeah. I might have a brain tumour. And it's it's quite hard to to sort of walk that pe those people off that ledge. Yeah. But then at the same time, there's been cases where that's happened. Someone's presented yeah. with a headache and it's it's been a brain tumour, unfortunately. And it's like, mm. you know, props to GP for, GPs for being able to sort of distinguish between those. But it doesn't always go well. It doesn't always go right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and mental yeah. health especially like I know during the pandemic there was I think at one point there was like one free mental health bed in the entire country um, because a lot of the patients are just long stay patients mm. and it is, it's quite scary on those wards like being there it, it's wild seeing some of like the schizophrenic patients or sorry I say patients with schizophrenia mm. um, 
patients that have depression and stuff like that. You know, it's quite it's quite wild. But yeah, I'd probably just reiterate what I said. I accidentally said schizophrenic patients, but I don't like using that term. Why? Yeah. Because I feel like it labels patients as their disease. So that's why I corrected myself with patients with oh. schizophrenia. Yeah, I was wondering that then. I was like, oh, no, I, I got it. Problem? Yeah, because I don't know. I just feel like sometimes people say like, oh, he's a schizophrenic. And it's like, it's not nice. That's a person. Yeah, he's, he's a person first. He's not yeah. He's not a schizophrenic. Well, I just think, oh, yeah, he's depressed. And it's like, well, no, oh. he's got depression. But It's like if you saw a person, you're like, that person is gay. Yeah, but, <laughs> what? Like, but have, that, that's know. a person. Like, that's not their personality <laughs> yeah. trait. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Doesn't mean they are gay. They are a person okay. who is gay. Who just happens to be. Yeah. Um, okay, exactly. that was a bit of a random example. There, <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's a good example because if you go into Rochdale, everyone's like, "Oh, that's so gay, bro!" Oh, sure, that's so gay. <laughs> so it's a very good example. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. I would also shout out to Sakib. The little bitch was saying, oh, how come you didn't give me a shout-out on the podcast last week? Sack of the dude who... Huh? Birmingham or Rochdale? Oh, yeah, he's a Birmingham dude. He was basically the most present flatmate ever, you know? Wow, most present, and you didn't even think to give him a a shout-out? Well, I say that in the most sarcastic way He was such a present that you've finally given him a gift. Yeah. Wow. I say in the most sarcastic way possible because he was not present at all. I probably saw uh, him like five times in the entire school boo, year. Let's all wow, my man just wanted a shout out and instead of sending him to a roast. Go on, Jess, tell him how you really feel. No, it's Go on, awkward. tell him his nose is big. Go on. <laughs> no. Did you just say that just based off the name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a sick guy and very funny. What do you guys think about conspiracy theories? <laughs> um, do you believe any, by the way? Let's, first, let's start with that. Theory. Do you believe any? Oh, I don't really listen to like, them. Say, you have to say some of Flat Earth, you guys believe in that? Can you imagine I turn around and be like, yeah, I believe in Flat Earth? I don't know how There's been weirder stuff. <laughs> okay, right, for example, COVID being a hoax. Yeah. And co- 5G towers. Oh, the vaccine is a, it's a microchip. Like a tracker. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, so do you actually think that the... Um, don't look at him like that, excuse me. Do you actually think that it came from the rat... Uh, cross con- back cross cross contamination thingy. I know they they've been saying recently like there's evidence to say it came from a lab, but I, I don't <gasps> yeah, know about that. Yeah, I low key. I've not seen that, that so that might just be. I think it was again. trials or something they were doing. They were doing like a law. Yeah, law like thing basically, um, in China near Wuhan, apparently they have this um, bio weapons uh, lab. It's a lab. Kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lab. And they've the, already I think it was called. They went and did an investigation. They didn't find anything. So well, maybe they got rid of it. I feel it. like for legal reasons, we have to be like, this is yeah. our opinion. Yeah, you know? this is my it's opinion. not stating I as mean, fact. We, there are, you know, there's conspiracy podcasts. It's fine. We can talk about this. Yeah, but no, they have to I say it's like a, a disclaimer. It's their opinion. Otherwise, they get sued for being like, well, yeah, defamation. Well, it is our opinion, yeah. dudes. F- no, FBI, if you're listening. So they were doing um, testing out bioweapons, and apparently um, it accidentally got leaked, and that's how we now yeah. have what we know. Well, that was the theory of the start of the pandemic. I love how you're whispering it just in case they can. Yeah, in case you. You know, the FBI agents watching us. Just in case us. this door's not sound I just find it evidently. so funny though that they're like, "Oh yeah, they're tracking us with this and that," and I'm like, "Yeah, my dude." The face, the phone you've just used to post on Facebook is tracking you. Right? Every, everything is tracking us. So like you can't do anything on the internet without leaving a trace behind. So yeah. calm down. We are. Where they're gonna track me to? I literally stay in my house, <laughs> like most days. Okay, I don't think anyone wants to track you, Jess. Well, 
world, I think you're safe. Just in don't case worry. the government wanted to. I think in this big wide world Young's of seven billion people, I don't think Young Shipp you know is a target. China is going to track you now because you said, oh, they made a bioweapon. That They're was find an you now. opinion. China, you know. It's a very strong opinion there, Jess. <laughs> you know, you are messing up my whole It's a very people, pointed but... opinion, that. What about the whole, whole Earth the the theory? Have you heard about that? No. Have you heard about the theory about lizard people? Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. Like, I kind of believe Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. I'm not going to lie. It's really weird, him. He's really weird. He's really weird. He looks kind of weird, don't you think? Well, yeah, but he just looks emotional. Like, he has no emotion. No, you know what? I feel like people who are, like, rich and in power and just really big genius brainiacs, they do have something a little bit wrong with them, you know? Well, yeah, because... Whether that be emotionally or... What's the... Fuck, what's that? The big pedo who got, like, killed in the jail. What was he called? Oh, um, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Like... He had links to a lot of people. You see his book and the records yeah. are on it. He had links to a lot of people. Again, like Naomi Campbell, God knows who else was in there. So many people. And uh, <laughs> I mean, the theory is already out there. This is a theory, it's a conspiracy theory, not my opinion or anything. That everyone who has power in the world is basically part of a sex ring. <laughs> and they do prostitution or they have like child sex slaves and stuff. And I think that's wild. Well, I, I mean, it's no lie that, like, the wealthy are known to do stuff like drug rings and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not, to... like, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, like The Purge. Like, you know, what? in The Purge, where only the rich people... Um, the Purge, where, like, people were killing people, but only the rich people have organised, oh, line these poor people up and pay this amount and you can go home and kill them or treat them as your slave. Whatever. Which one was that? I, I don't know. The first one. Yeah. Well, basically, that's how the story was set. But basically, well, great. Well, people... spoiling it for the people. <laughs> oh, sorry, but it, it was in the trailer. Okay. Is this basically... the newest one? Uh, probably. I'm no, not... I think in the it first was... one, it's not. It's, it's not, not the first one. Oh, yeah. you know what? I don't know how. Jess is directing her own page movie. Yeah, at this just... point. No, it was a thing, and then the guy accidentally ended up in that, and they had to save everyone. But even oh, his family didn't really know. Yeah, that's not the first. The one that's just released. Uh, Anarchy was that what it was called? Oh, okay. Maybe, but I don't know how these purge movies are carrying on. Yeah. You know, it's kind of real. The real. There was shit. a TV show as well about it. Mm. But I don't. I don't know. I like. I could sit and talk about like true crime conspiracy theories yeah, all day because I love true crime. But the one that always gets me the most is like the Madeleine McCann stuff. Oh, I could. What do you think about that? Is the most the opinion? I'm very opinionated about that. Did they an opinion? Her? So the the story I feel like they tried to peddle was that like a paedophile that they were friends with mm. did something, but to me it, it, like there were just several things that didn't line up. Mm. Like I think, okay, so if we want to do Azim's version of events, <laughs> right? I'm gonna take you all back <laughs> to Pride de Luge. That's, it's even where it happened, Pride de Luge. Yeah, it was in Portugal. Was it the Almar? It was in El Garf. I think it was the Algarve, Algarve probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, we so need a fact checker on the podcast. So these are two. Yeah, can you imagine fact checker? <laughs> these are two known GPs. They have medical knowledge, right? The fact that first of all they left their children unattended, unattended. That and was wild already. Baffled like, me. Yeah, that was. You would never see an Asian family doing that in a foreign country as well. Yeah. Literally in a foreign country, my mum would literally have a, a, a vice grip on our arm. She would literally be yeah. dragging us all over the place, even if we're asleep. Yeah, exactly, us. man. Never, never in a million years. But what I think happened was that because they had these plans to constantly go out in the night, mm. I'm pretty sure the children don't just go to sleep at the drop of a hat. No, so I'm no. guessing that they probably gave Maddie something like something to help her sleep. Oh my and they God. just yeah, probably mis misdiagnosed the like the dose that they needed. That's a common theory as well. Yeah, and I feel like they probably did a bit more dose because they found stuff like blood in the car and it, it just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um and then for example when 
um, Kate then returns to the to the group and says they've taken her. Yeah, who's taken her? Who's taken her? <laughs> How have you come to that conclusion? Why were the twins left? It just it doesn't add up. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, but that's my opinion. I didn't. I don't think they. Wait, she said they've taken. Yeah, her. Yeah, like yeah. when you, when she came, that's the first thing she said. They she said they've taken her. Yeah, that's kind of that's sus, weird. you know. You would say and someone's also, taking also, even her more sus, or... I swear, like, all the witness de- or eyewitness descriptions, like, automated-generated pictures are of Jerry McCann. That, like, witnesses have said, oh, yeah, we saw this strange man lurking. Mm-hmm. It looks like Jerry McCann. I haven't seen the images, but, yeah. If you give a Google search, I'm sure everyone will find them. It's just tragic. I don't, it's just a sad story. Are they still it's, looking for her? Yeah. Yeah, it's still going. Still. They're still funded. They still pump out a lot of money into it. White. How old would she be right now? That's tragic. That's the actual sad thing about it, is that, like, it's it's a story about a classic white middle-class girl who's abducted, but then it's like there's so many other children out there that are abducted and they're not even thought about. Yeah, I mean, Shukri Abdi is one where they stopped the case and they said, oh, no, it's nothing, even though it's... There's enough witnesses saying that she was drowned by the kids. Because she's Somali. They're not really looking into it or anything. Mm. But yeah, Madeline McCann, another good conspiracy theory, that one. I feel like the parents didn't do that, though. They did something. They were part of something. Even if they didn't do anything, they still neglected Just, their yeah, children. 100%. Like, I, you, you can tell, you can say to me that the McCanns are innocent all you want, but it doesn't, besides from, like, it doesn't... Yeah go away from the point that they left their kids unattended in a villa whilst they yeah. were having cocktails and eating food. You can't, you can't leave a child. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. Like, you're not getting off for that one. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Any conspiracy, any true crime that you like? Mm, I don't really watch true crime. Either. I listen to them whilst I'm sleeping. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> while you're sleeping? Yeah, so Do you when want I try nightmares? to sleep... No, when I try to sleep, I just put it in. I don't have dreams or nightmares, you know. I, 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 I just don't. I thought you said you had a dream today. Yeah, but that was after... Ages, like genuinely, a very long time. I knock out. I say I wake up. <laughs> oh shit! No, maybe you just don't remember them. Uh, no, I'm the same. Them. I don't dream either. Because I have that... the pillow. It goes black. No, and yeah. apparently you have like 25 dreams a night. That's if you go into like REM sleep. But if you don't go into REM sleep, then you think we have good sleep yeah. quality? <laughs> Not in this household. No, I think you remember your dreams if you wake up or you get woken up while your dreams happening. You know, that's when I remember it the most. But I always have the wildest dreams. <laughs> I can tell you now because I've forgotten, obviously. You should write them down. Yeah, I should. People do that, you know. They wake yeah. up and they've got a journal around the side of their bed. It yeah, helps they with the lucid dreaming, apparently. Yeah, I've, I've never had a lucid dream. Anyone else? No. Oh, I'm my God. You. Have you heard that thing where people... I think that's what the teenagers do nowadays. It's called shifting. You know, where you're like... Like in a car. <laughs> no, where you shift to a different reality, apparently. Ooh. If you focus really hard, oh, like... Sounds like crack. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you focus really hard, like, I could be Ariana Grande right now in a different you alternate... You brought Ariana universe. Grande quite a lot in this conversation. I feel like she's trying to shift right now. She's trying to manifest something. <laughs> no, because honestly, if you actually deep it, like, her career has... Honestly, it's impressive. She went from being this crazy little cat character on Victorious, and now she's literally dominating the music industry. Tell me that's not impressive. And we'll have a similar origin story for you, just yeah. a simple girl oh, working in a chippy. Room 10 of uh, the stu- pirate studios. <laughs> this is where it started. <laughs> Jessica Grande coming at you. Is he my former band? I'll be the rapper. I told you, you we're doing a cover band. We'll yeah, start. Don't worry. Straight after this podcast. Zarehab, you can be our... Uh, yeah, music producer, producer well, yeah, be type pr- director, thing. producer. Sign on to your record label. <laughs> I don't have a oh, record no, he label. He does music as well. I'm, 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. you will be famous alongside us. I'll, I'll be Zarya Grande. I completely forgot he did music then. <laughs> That's a big ouch. It's fine. A lot, a lot of people forget. No, if yeah. you're listening, stream Zarya Khan. My favourite um, tracks are Coffee and Hold My Hand. That's it, out of the 30 tracks. <laughs> no, those are my favourites. Azim. Well, we found the one that I had in my head. It was yeah, addicted. addicted. Yeah. Music video next month. If you're listening to this now, that means September oh. of 2021. <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, Hollow Earth theory. Have you heard about that? No. So in the earth, uh, the earth, the earth, is, the earth is, is hollow, and there's pockets of space where people live and societies like you know, the Atlanteans and stuff. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't get behind that but one. But isn't it hot in the yeah. centre of the yeah, earth? Don't their skin melt? No, because we haven't been all the way to the centre. How do we not? I thought we drill and shit. No, but the... The, the, it, it melts at a certain point. You, this, it's too hot, so you can't yeah, so go further down. They can't go further down. How can no? no that's, that's, that's the, that's the point. Earth is, but no one likes to believe that. Yeah, Hollow Earth is is saying that there's a pocket that we can't reach. Yeah. But there are people. Right, there's but dinosaurs. It's so hot, though. But it's just it's so, so mad, people. like the human brain, how much it actually can like follow through and understand and just roll with things and that's how you get dangerous things starting like cults like oh cults scary they're so scary just thinking uh, about some famous cults like the the like, kkk okay well that's, that's, that's an a infamous, big cult, that's a very big cult, big cult um, <laughs> but like the jonestown murders like to me that was oh is that the, the kool-aid what i've never I'm, heard of this no, I'm, I'm thinking of the family that they drove away and then they had cash in the car and left all their stuff and then their bodies were found in the forest. Oh, I know which family you're talking about. I can't remember the name, but I remember... And like, That's something to do I with think the they cult. found the bodies later on, but they just yeah. they don't understand what happened. Yeah. But with James Jones, he basically was like a prominent cult leader um, and he got people to believe some wild stuff. And then I think one of the government embassies, like someone from the government was flying over to Cape Town where they had set up and was trying to sh get it shut down or something like that. This is not an accurate retelling whatsoever. Um, He's paraphrasing. But Jim Jones sort of realised that things were coming to an end. So he basically told everyone that to reach the next level of like ascension, you need to drink the Kool-Aid. And what he, I think he laced the Kool-Aid with like cyanide or something. Yes. So he basically got an entire town to essentially commit suicide. And then I think he shot himself by the end of it. But then the governor that was coming to like stop them also was murdered at like the airport sort of thing like that. It's a, it's a really interesting case. I love cults. They're, they're weird and yeah. Azim has a cult. I wish, man. No, I think <laughs> I'd be such wish? a shitty cult leader. What would you call your cult? I don't know, man. I've not not Probably looked into that much. Probably some shit to do with medicine. Well, no, I'm not. Medicine is not my personality. Like the med cult. Is it not? No, you know absolutely what? not. I feel like at the centre of a cult is just someone, this really charismatic person That's all who's it is. persuasive it's and who yeah. uh, can really manipulative. lead people. Yeah. It's uh, very weird. It's just you need to just find someone who's charisma. You just need a good opportunity. Yeah. Like, think about Tom Cruise being a cult leader. He's well, it's Scientology. Scientology. They yeah, say that's Scientology. a cult as well. They do. They do refer to it as that. A lot of people are though part of Scientology. Like, I mean, famous people. Mm. Very odd. Very odd. And plus, you need some really gullible people. I like don't know. Chess. I think. So, I it's think not really gullible. Like, not gonna lie. Gullible, I'm surprised I'm not in the cult. Like, sometimes they get promised things that sound too good, mm. and they get lured in by that. Isn't that kind of the same with like when people worship the devil and they're gonna get all these Satanism. riches? Yeah. yeah, even that's scary, man. They get all the riches oh, and all this stuff. That's scary, scary. How can you worship the devil? But then sometimes that's proven to like 
be really bad. I mean, obviously, worshiping like, the devil is bad, like, but yeah. no, like in terms of like legal stuff, like true oh, crime wise, like West Memphis Three, that was really bad. Yeah. Like, do you know the West Memphis Three case? I don't There's know. Like three boys that were murdered, and they had no suspects, but the the only characters that they could put to the picture was these three group of um, teenage boys who worshipped like Satanism and stuff like that. But there's been a lot of sort of flack in that case because there was no evidence to prove that they actually did it besides just the fact that they were like Satanists and they just sort of fit the character. And then I think yeah, later on they, they were proved do, like, to not doing it. And shit. Mm. No, but later on they were acquitted, I think. So there was like no evidence. It was it's quite a big case. I love true crime. Man. Have, have you heard of uh, the Junko Furuta case? Oh, it was so it's bad. Horrible. Oh, that made so me bad. like physically sick hearing yeah. what they did to her. For me, one that's always stuck is the Shonda Shara case. That's been that's a pretty gruesome one, um, and the um, Chris Watts case, that mm-hmm. one as well, um, and the Scott and Lacey Peterson case. I think all those three cases have stuck with me because they, they they were quite bad. Shout out. Go research those <laughs> cases, guys. Go watch them. Because when I, when I'm studying, like sometimes when you're just note making. You want to listen to something, but you just want it in the background. So yeah. I just put on like true crime podcasts. That's and what just... I do when I sleep. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds a bit, yeah. That's kind of bizarre. There's nothing wrong with it. You yeah, but then how do you actually fall asleep to it? I just fall asleep. But, but then is it not still running when you wake up? No, no, but on Spotify, you could put a timer. Right, okay. No, but can't, don't you like focus too much and you can't sleep? No, at first maybe, and then I just go. You know, there's actually podcasts on Spotify where someone's reading out Wikipedia pages, and it's a podcast designed to put you to sleep. Nice. There's, <laughs> there's like a lot of like sleeping ones. There's like ocean sounds. There's like this guy who takes you through like the Amazon and stuff like that. There's very. You know, I feel like there's a deeper reason here as to why you can't sleep, and we're just no, sort of you know skirting what's over it. No, you know, it's pretty good for sleeping meditation. How about being addicted to sleeping pills? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Oof. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, <laughs> meditation, there's this one called Smiling Mind. Highly Smiling recommend. Smiling Mind? Wow. Yeah, the one that's called Oceans. Yeah. Honestly, puts me to sleep. Someone's left their door open, it seems. Can they pick up on the they're audio? They're going to be the next Ariana Grande. Probably. I mean, judging by that, I don't think they're going to be the next Ariana That doesn't sound like Ariana to me, no. Well, Who knows, um, she might be coming for a style change. The new but... techno Ariana Grande. Techno. I'm sorry, that's going to be us, actually. Mm. Oh. Sorry. Jess, where do you want to be in five years? Oh, my God. They asked me such... If that's, that's too close, if that's too close, let's say ten years. <laughs> if, that, <laughs> if that's too far, let's where say tomorrow. Where do I want to be next year? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to be? Wait, how, so you'd be, like, 32? Oh, my God. Do not talk I'll be 33. Because my birthday's next month. Oh, shit. What? Let's say next year. Why do I want to be next year? I don't even know. I just want to have a stable job. But you know what? Part of me is like, I don't want one of them typical um, jobs where you're just working nine to five. So you know I used to have this theory in high school. Did I tell you about it? No. (laughs) Basically, it's basically, I call it factory theory, where everyone's... Oh, I've seen this theory. Have you had, did yeah. I tell you about it? No, no, I know it. I've, this I've is where we're pumped out to work and then we die. Excuse me, I was going to like make oh, sorry, a whole did I ruin um, it? imagery about it. Sorry, please, please go with your metaphor. Oh I'm sorry, please. Good vibes only, please, guys. Yeah. yeah, so basically you're in this picture, this whole factory, and everyone's on these conveyor belts, and you're young at one end, and you're old at one end, and you're basically put on these lines where there's jobs, and once you're of age, you get put on this another conveyor belt, which is the job. And then when you're old and you die, you just fall off and then your exact place gets fit by another one. 
basically the moral was that um, companies don't really care about your life and you can be easily replaced. And I don't know if I'm about that life, but I am about money and that, you know, dough. Because no, your girl's I... got funds. Your girl needs funds to buy clothes mm-hmm. and everything that she wants. No, I firmly agree. Like, in your work, do the bare minimum you need to, to get paid because you're going to work blood, sweat and tears for a career that will replace you the very next day. Yeah. Yeah, but then if you want the big money... You need yeah, to. There's some people work. that get the big money and do nothing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, some jobs. There's that, some people that have a lot of money, but like what? Because they're like man, like they, they've literally like ascended their company and now they're right at the top and you know they don't really have many responsibilities besides overseeing. Whereas yeah. the manual labourer, that's putting together their product. And like, then then what? When you have all that, then money. you jump on a yacht, you buy a mansion, Seems and like then big you just there. swim in your little pool. Okay, but then what? And then, I don't know, rich do you, people problems. I wouldn't you know because I'm not How did we go now. from you having a nine-to-five to you having a yacht? Where, was I not present for that conversation? That's the dream. Well, she's saying she wants a lot of money, so I'm saying, like, yeah, so you yeah. get a lot of money, then what? A yacht in England? No, not in England. You think I'm staying in England, even if I have, yeah. like, a quarter of that? But yeah. I'm jetting, probably not to back to Hong Kong. I wanted to live in Hong Kong when I was younger, but now China's doing bits, so... They're doing bits? I, I don't think they're doing bits. <laughs> That's a way to put it. <laughs> they're doing bad bits. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I'll, I would jet off anywhere else but England. Jet too. <coughs> I would, well, I've, I've been saying that everyone knows this. I want to go Italy, have my beach house, live very happily there, very quiet life. And I would be very content with that. Beach house? No, I'm a, I think I'm a city girl. Mm. I couldn't live in the countryside. I mean, I don't mind the city, that's why I live with a beach house. I could go to the city, I could go do whatever I need to, and then come back. Just chill. Like big man music villa. producer. Yeah, with the you know, big windows, I can see the ocean, very mm. calming, very nice. Wouldn't you get bored? Would you not? No. I, I like my own company. Oh. It's just like living, but instead of living in the UK, you're living in good weather. With an ocean. Whatever you'd be doing here, you'd just do over there, but just in a different setting. Sometimes I honestly think, Mamaji Papaji, you could have chosen any country and you chose England. 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 Like, <laughs> it rains here 24 7. You know, uh-huh. there's a study that says um, people in England are generally more sad than other countries because it rains all the time. Because we have sad, isn't it? That was seasonal... Um, seasonal depression, yeah. Seasonal depression. I honestly think I have that, you know, because I do feel a like... A lot of people Vitamin D tablets, my yeah. friends. These nuts. <laughs> wow. Got him. Yeah, just pop pills, basically, is what... It's Dr. a vitamin, it's not, a, it's not like popping tablets, is it it's not a vitamin. in the form of a pill? Yeah. yeah, but you get the same vitamin from food and sunlight, too. It's yeah. just that in winter you get less sunlight, so a good replacement is vitamin D I mean, is, is it winter tablet. or is it all year round? Right, well, okay, no, you, like, even even when it's cloudy outside, there's still sun, that's why we're still told to put on sunscreen. Why just no one does it. Everyone's so sad. You know what, no, I put on sunscreen religiously. You won't catch me with wrinkles. <laughs> I already have some. Like, I, don't, I don't even care, though. Wear SPF. Want to. No, but those are different kind of wrinkles he's yeah. talking about. I'll, I'll probably get like what's it called the under moisturizer with the SPF. I'll probably get because no. I'm lazy. No, 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 no. But you you're need supposed a to reapply every two hours. Korean skincare routine. I don't want the Korean skincare routine. I thought you're Chinese. Well, yeah, but Korean skincare. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> that Use no... the Chinese method. What's wrong with the Chinese method? Korean skincare is next level. They have like seven steps in their routine. Yeah, that's too many steps. Well, I wake up, crusty skin? wash my face. Sometimes I'm Yeah, but there's some people that have like a 17 skincare routine. Then there's one guy who probably washes his face with, face with like water and a towel and that's it. And he's probably got better skin. That's me. Yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm envious of those types of people. 
I want to open the door and just look where the sound's actually coming from. I'm very You've interested. You've for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested. Where, like, is it why has he got so much autotune on? <laughs> you go tell him why he's got so much autotune on. Tell him Ariana Grande would never. I can put autotune on you, though. No, put it on, put it on me. Plus, I'm a sick on. I'll do my rap. I'll do my rap. Oh, yeah, well, the people can hear it. New time. I'll, I'll, when you do the Eminem rapping there, I'll put it on that and then you can hear it. Um, what about you, Zim, in five years? What, what's oh, the plan? Shit, yeah. I'm sure you don't want to be here either. <laughs> Actually, no. So I'm. It's really weird, but I'm a bit of a homebird. I don't think I'd be able to move to a different country and, and settle because. Yeah, bro, mm, you didn't even move out for conversation. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. That's, uh, that's my one topic. Temporary. Absolutely not. Um, Traumatic. Because I just think I wouldn't be able to settle. Because this is this is how I've always explained it to people, right? Yeah. Imagine you're in a foreign country. You walk to your nearest corner shop and you want a packet of crisps or a chocolate bar. But then you walk in and it's all different brands. It's like Lay's or different, like, it's not Cadbury's. It's, I wouldn't be able to cope because it's like, and it's typical, it's food. But I, to me, it just, it still would seem foreign. Nah. And people go, you adapt. No, you don't. No, but can you imagine? Have you not heard like all the fast food chains like KFC, McDonald's in England? It's shit compared to everywhere else. Yes. Yeah, I know. But I just don't think I'd be able to like adapt in a different country. So I see myself yeah. staying here in five years. I feel like he's comfortable. And he doesn't want to get yeah. out of Bro, give me zone. a beach house or an apartment penthouse. I yeah. will adapt in two seconds. I don't know. No I feel problem. like it's, it's wherever career easy, takes easy. me. Like five, five years from... Are we doing five years or ten years? Uh, whatever, whatever. Just choose in general, let's say. I, I think... Next year. I mean, primarily, I hope in the future the first thing is alive. I think that's... Okay. I should hope so. I should hope so, yeah. Um, but I think stable career for one. Mm-hmm. Living comfortably. I don't want to be like... I think... Saying mega rich is just inviting trouble, but yeah. I feel like living comfortably would be nice. So that's what I was. I just want to be content. Yeah, I think in ten years' house. time, I definitely want at least two kids. In ten years' time, ten years, 30, 32, Yeah, you need to start soon, bro. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? I'm saying this in my ten-year step plan. I've already started on step one. Yeah, and you jinx it. You can't bro- say em- you want something. Otherwise, you know, he'll manifest like, nah. it. He'll be. He'll. He'll shift. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know what they say, like, you, you attract what you're afraid and someone's there like, I'm scared of money, please, please, stop, go away. I'll anti-money, that's what I just fucking zero. Here's a question for you, Jim. So, you know, you're saying, oh, money, I want kids. If you make enough money and you think, you know what, I am happy with this amount of money, would you stop doing medicine? No, because I don't feel like it's sustained for long. <laughs> You'd have to carry on. Yeah. Uh, but also with me, medicine, I'd get bored just out of home, so I'd be carrying on doing med. Because I, I don't know, I don't think... It, like it's an, Obviously, you work for money, but mm. at the same time, I think with med, it's so good because you, you socialise with so many different people and it's not doing the same thing again and again. It's it's quite versatile. Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you laughing? <laughs> but what about the nasty stuff? Yeah, well, every like, three... Like, if someone comes in with... Every three has this nasty shit. Arse-y. In his head, he's cursing back at them. It's right, fine. Well, why would I be looking it? at someone's crusty ass Because they came to you with a problem. Excuse me, Dr. Faisal. I have okay, well, I just decided, uh, spots if, okay, on my toes. For example, if I decide to go into ophthalmology, am I going to be looking at someone's crusty feet? What, is that eyes? Yes. Oh. Well, what if they have... Maybe if I decide to go into GP... Yeah. Uh, crusty eyes are fine. <laughs> Maybe if I decide to go to the have, you, ever, GP, have, you, have you done a rectum exam yet? Like, what? have you done that? Um, not on an actual patient, but this year I've got a, a urological surgical block. So what does um, that mean? It's urology surgery, so it's like that's still nothing to me. I don't know what 
Like, do you mean so like you're going to put your knees so, so that it's like you're put your kidneys. Penis, <laughs> it's like kidneys, the ureter, the penis. Okay. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to if a consultant asks me to. And especially I will have to in the first two years of, of being a doctor. I but thought the nurses do that. No, no, you have no. to do a, a rectal examination. Yeah, yeah the, the actual doctors. Are... Good luck with that, isn't it? I mean, I'll have to have done 200 by the end of it. So it, won't, it, won't, it won't phase me anymore. <laughs> I've done like, I've done, like um, specular for, examinations. Mm-hmm. I've already done that. Unlike women, and I've done smears on women as well. So oh. go get your smears, guys. <laughs> yes, um, get checked. Yep, it prevents cervical cancer. That's why cervical cancer isn't a big problem anymore because it helps detect early changes. Go get your smear. Wow, mm. that's another thing in Asian communities they don't like to talk about. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, this is actually yeah, a big passion. A big one. Yeah, no, right, checking yourself for like breast cancer or testicular cancer because they don't talk about it, and I feel like it's one of those things where if you notice changes early on you can prevent so much shit happening. So just check yourself, all right? Yeah. yeah. Check yourself or wreck yourself, well, as they say. Chat shit, get banged, as they say. <laughs> and if you don't know how, or you're worried, or you find something, book in with your friendly neighbourhood mm. GP. Mm. Who might or may not tell you to go fuck off if they're a really or, or horrible GP. But or use paracetamol. Do not do it's that. It's a very common thing. <laughs> Absolutely not. If you find a lump, just go yeah. and go to your, your GP. <sighs> Completely just zoned out then, but I did. <laughs> Even your shit was boring, he was done. No, no, it's because the music started playing again outside, so I was like, damn, not again. Well, that's another thing. When I got to med school, a lot of things you ask patients, mm. like, you wouldn't realise you wouldn't realise yourself as a patient. Like, the amount of times I've asked people, like, about their shit and stuff, like, asking about their, like, yeah. their colour of blood, and it's like, people just don't realise to check these sort of things. Because I, I can't blame yeah. them. Like, no one wants to look at their shit. Yeah, exactly. What's the most awkward thing you've had to ask or been told as a practicing doctor? Um, nothing's actually been that bad where I've, thought, where I've walked away and I've been like, what the fuck? <laughs> you have um, to go home and cry about it. Like, oh my God. No, as in like, oh, nothing's been that bad, no. Mm. Um, I've not seen any horrific stuff either. Yeah. There's like theoretical stuff that you have to ask and theoretical mm. stuff that could happen. Like a, a big one I hear in A&E is people like, Shoving things up their their rectum and yeah, yeah, gets seen, lost. Seen uh, why do people do that? Apparently, the best advice is to choose something with a wide base. That way, it won't get lost. Yes. Um, but what can that. happen is if you shove it up your rectum and then it gets lost, you have to go for surgery. Otherwise, your bowel could perf and just perforate open. Yeah. <laughs> why would they shove it up there in the first yeah. place? I don't know. Why do why do people do things? Just see my internal. What? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Is there something you're interested in? We just, um, <laughs> is that you're asking the real question? Yeah, is it, just you. You interested? Oh. We we dec- we decline to comment respectfully. Yeah. Thank you. I plead the fifth. <laughs> what a, what a transition! Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Is even German when I asked you? Has anyone ever asked for anything awkward? Yeah, that does. <laughs> Honestly, it's not been anything that's. I mean, besides now, no, uh, no there's not been anything that's taken me back. And because I think when you're on placement, you go from it with a very professional perspective, or you try to anyway. Yeah. So no question is a stupid question. Oh, that's very wholesome, very accepting. You make yeah, a good doctor. It's the only way you can keep it, though. Sometimes. Mm. Yeah. What I find an annoying question to be is when they say, on a scale of one to ten, how painful is it? I don't know. Right. Do you know why that is? It's because we, we, we learn a structure of when someone says they're in pain, yeah. you usually ask them, where is the pain? Did it come on quite suddenly? Yeah. How would you describe the pain? Does it go anywhere else? Have you got any other symptoms you noticed? When did it first happen? Have you tried anything to help? Anything make it worse? And then you ask, 
on a scale of one to ten, yeah, the scale is stupid. No, it's because right. It for example, be scale. no, it's because be if you come to me saying you've got a sharp stabbing pain, right, and then I ask you on a scale of one to ten, how bad is it, and you say, oh, yeah, it's a three, I'm probably not going to think your appendix has burst. Whereas if you say to me. It's an 11 or worst pain I've ever felt in my life. I'm probably going to be a bit more worried. No, but, but the thing is... Though? Yeah, that's yeah, the problem because some people could say their pain's a three yeah. and they've probably got like a ruptured like appendix yeah, and they're dying it's not, inside. It's not good. They need to change the structure. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bad scale, but it's like with pain, it's so subjective yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, like apparently girls can take Mask pain, pain quite a lot, yeah. Guys. Periods to be hitting. Yeah. <laughs> they sometimes do, you know. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, damn. What's the most awkward thing you said to a doctor, Jess? To a doctor? Yeah. Because <laughs> you were asking him if anyone's asked him anything. Have you asked anything to the doctor? I feel like it's a very personal question, sorry. <laughs> you don't need to specify yeah, details. Say, awkward stuff at your GP probably is going to be awkward. <laughs> you don't need to specify. Oh, basically, I thought I had uh, one time, I you thought had I had uh, breast cancer once. Oh, why? Yeah, because I had like these. Um, uh... Boobs? <laughs> she just felt a boob one day. <laughs> right, oh well, God. men can get breast cancer too, yeah, so. Yeah. Can they actually? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Because I think men still have some amount of breast tissue like mm-hmm. around the nipple. But no. It's very rare. But like, there were like these things and like, there was kind of like this. Uh... A lump? lump things in my um, around the pit area so I was like oh, oh my god it's probably swollen what's it called lymph nodes it lymph was nodes. yeah I booked a doctor's appointment and then all my family were like freaking out they're like oh my god you told everyone well you kind of no, have to yeah. I wouldn't and no one actually said Not oh my god do you think it's breast cancer no one said that because you, you don't want to say it out loud but I yeah. went to the GP and she said yeah you've got some swollen lymph nodes so yeah it's my I love it. I Dramatic like that. medical story. Well, at least it all worked out in the end. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing to work out, but, you know. Mm. Is there ever... No. Will it ever work out? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. But yeah, um, it's, been, it's been great having you guys here for part two. I, I think we can end it there because we've had a pretty good chat there. 61 minutes. <laughs> Who knows, Jess? You want to come back for part three? <laughs> In the future, maybe. But yeah, it's been great talking to you guys. Do you guys uh, have any signing off messages? Do you want to tell them what, if you have anything planned or you know, if you want to shower your social media, anything? Absolutely not. Nothing. <laughs> um, friends, remember to live life, have a blast, no bad vibes. Yep. If anyone's giving you bad vibes, cut them off because it ain't worth it. Yeah, life's short. Just go enjoy it. And if something's not right or you don't feel right, go get help. Don't don't delay it. Yeah. Don't delay. Claim today. I was going to say that. Then. And remember, ain't nothing ever really that deep. So unless it is deep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But majority of things ain't that deep. Yeah. Don't take don't take things too seriously. But unless it is pissing you off, in which case you have every right to be pissed off. Yeah. Unless it's a lump that you think is breast cancer. In which case, go see your GP. To be fair, when you Google diet, like, I have this, it usually comes up with cancer. For some reason, everything is related to cancer. I mean, I'd say don't Google, but it it can be helpful for patients to know, like, a mindset of what they want to come in. And then you can ask your GP about it. (laughs) You know, fine. Yeah, Yeah, it's been great having you guys on. Shout out to Jessica and uh, Azim. And uh, make sure to download... Sub- subscribe. Can you leave. subscribe? 
leave a like. Thank you, friends. I don't know, whatever it is. Leave a comment on uh, the Apple podcast. You can leave a review. Do that. Let us know if you want me and Jess to take over Zarya's podcast and just throw him to the side. We do that as well. Leave any comments about them if they were good guests or not. Unless it's a bad comment, then keep it to yourself. If it's a bad one, leave it as well. Yeah. No, don't make me cry, please. She's very sensitive. She can't can't take it. Yeah, guys, uh, take care and I'll see you in the next one. Peace out. Bye.